This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 16th of July 2021. Presented to you this week by Lucinda Redgate, farm trader in Yorkshire. Let's start with wheat. US Chicago border trade wheat futures rallied sharply this week, gaining 10% in value from last week's three-month lows. Persistent hot and dry weather conditions across US and Canadian spring wheat production areas look set to continue into next week and will prove further damaging for yield potential. Minneapolis spring wheat futures rose above $9 per bushel, which is their highest since December 2012. The fast rise in spring wheat future prices has significantly extended its premium to Chicago border trade soft red winter wheat futures above $2.20. In early April, it was little more than 30 cents. Monday's US spring wheat progress report saw only 16% of the crop as good to excellent, although this was unchanged on the week. It also saw the port a very poor rate and increase five points to 55%. On Monday, the United States Department of Agriculture cut its US spring crop estimate by 41% on last year and cut total 2021 US wheat production by 4 million tonnes from its June estimate to 47.52 million tonnes, which is 2 million tonnes below last year. Whilst US wheat futures made notable gains this week, the market challenges and need for prompt movement of a large physical wheat crop saw Romania make aggressive offers to Egypt in its latest wheat tender. Romania was the cheapest seller undercutting offers from Ukraine and Russia and selling 180,000 tonnes for September shipment at $231.88 FOB, which excludes the freight cost. This is the equivalent of about £153 X farm for 12.5% protein milling wheat, a significant discount to London feed wheat futures, which are valued at around £170 per tonne. Romania is expecting a bumper wheat harvest of over 9 million tonnes, which is up by almost 3 million tonnes on last year. Romania's larger crop is contributing to an increased estimate from strategy grains for EU 27 wheat production, up by 1.9 million tonnes on last month to 133 million tonnes. This is now 40 million tonnes up on last year and 3 million tonnes ahead of recent trade guesses. The United States Department of Agriculture published its July World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report on Monday, presenting a mildly bullish set of data. 2021 world wheat production was cut by 2 million tonnes to 792.4 million tonnes, although this is still 16.5 million tonnes up on the year. However, increased demand from this season will reduce end stocks and in turn end stocks for 2021 to 22, which has seen 5 million tonnes lower than last month, to 291.68 million tonnes. From last month, cuts in production were made for the US, which is now down 4 million tonnes. Canada is down half a million tonnes. Russia is down 1 million tonnes to 85 million tonnes. And Kazakhstan is also down 1 million tonnes. Much of Canada is suffering hot and dry weather, similar to that which the northern US states are experiencing, 
and the spring wheat production estimate is 40% down on the year. This week, Russian agricultural consultancy Sovicon cut its Russian wheat estimate to 82.3 million tonnes, and in Kazakhstan, the agricultural minister was dismissed after it was alleged that there was not enough support being provided to the country's farmers as they combat extreme drought conditions. Moving on to barley now. The barley harvest has started in the UK. As growers with more forward crops look to capture some early supply premium, tight old crop supply has meant the gap between new and old crop prices has been quite significant and as a consequence, barley that is in the shed for the next couple of days may bring in a significant premium. However, with more growers indicating they will have new crop supplies in the next few days and with a settled weather forecast on the cards, this opportunity will not last long. On the whole, new crop feed barley values have firmed this week following wheat upwards. The Agricultural and Horticultural Development Board crop production estimates for the UK were published this week, with an estimated barley crop of 7.24 million tonnes. This figure is based on the Agricultural and Horticultural Development Board crop condition report and the Early Area Survey. This puts barley production well down on what was an exceptionally large barley crop in the UK last year due to the big spring barley area. Barley harvest in the rest of Europe has been put on hold this week as storms occurred across significant parts of France and Germany. Early reports from France were of above average yield and good quality for winter malting barley. The winter crop in France is probably 50% complete and all eyes will be on this region next week with regards to malt and barley, particularly as the weather improves and harvest resumes. Now, let's turn our attention to what's been happening with oilseed rate this week. New crop European rapeseed future markets hit contract highs earlier this week, with UK domestic prices at the time trading £15 per tonne, which is up from the start of the month. There was an impressive £130 per tonne jump from levels seen back in early January. Prices have tailed off in recent days though, with profit taking evident in some North American markets and sterling showing signs of strengthening. It is difficult to foresee any sustained weakness in European markets unless there is a marked improvement in crop conditions in Canada. The reality is that we are getting past the point where an improvement in Canadian weather can put yields back on track. There are reports that the severe drought and temperatures have shortened the blooming period for much of the canola crop, which will lead to irreversible yield losses. The United States Department of Agriculture July World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report wasn't expected to be much of a market mover. However, there was a few surprises. It was more notable for the issues that it didn't address rather than revealing any new data. Chinese soybean imports were left at unrealistically low levels and there was little acknowledgement of the potential impact from increased use of soybean oil for energy in the US. There was no downward revision in US soybean yields since the Organisation for Economic Cooperation Development and the Food and Agricultural Organisation Outlook report in February to reflect recent damage to crops. And lastly, Canadian canola yields were left at seemingly very optimistic levels. 
all of these are issues we expect will have to be addressed in the August edition of this monthly report. Let's take a look at pulses now. In all areas of the UK, the bean crop is still looking good with little evidence of disease, most likely due to the ideal growing conditions. If mining pea yields are an indication of other late harvested pulse crops, we expect pea and bean yields to be 25 to 30% better than last year. This is not surprising given the contrast between the two growing seasons. There has been very little change in the market over the past week, with values following wheat prices, but very little business being transacted. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. There is another Indian tender plan for the purchase of a further large quantity of urea. Markets remain firm on the back of global pricing, with no new urea trade into the UK and there are many suppliers unwilling to commit to buy at current values. Gas and ammonia prices continue to increase and this coupled with freight costs is adding pressure to values which could mean further increases. However, the market in the UK has slowed down as growers now turn their thoughts to the upcoming harvest. There has been a well-documented shortage of HGV drivers in the UK in general and the impact is noticeable well ahead of the normal spring demand period. This is something to consider going forward. UAN prices were withdrawn this week and we await new values for any remaining tank fill in due course. It is looking like spring values for liquid may not be imminent. In terms of PKs, phosphate and poshaf values continue to increase globally, which is in turn affecting the UK prices. Phosphate prices in the UK are still behind the curve in reflecting true replacement values. Potash prices remain firm and are still being driven by global demand. We expect this to continue. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 16th of July. If you'd like advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the MyFarm farm management platform.